Good morning, Black Hills of America. It's Trent Luce with Across to the Plains, the daily broadcast, Monday through Friday, I should say, here on News Radio KOTA, bringing you the latest bit of information to make sure that we maintain a domestic supply of food and fuel for a free future. So, so many places to go. Yesterday, we went into great details about the beef sector, how the cow's been demonized to really challenge our freedom because tyrants understand that the cow is the most important animal. But animals across the board all serve a place and a purpose. So a friend of mine from Brush, Colorado, Robert Farnham, is currently the president of the Colorado Cattlemen's Association, it was announced on Monday. In fact, it was filed on Monday. I talked to Robert Monday that the Colorado cattlemen, in cooperation with the Gunnison Cattle Growers, Gunnison, a region of Colorado, Cattle Growers Association, have filed a lawsuit against the Fish and Wildlife Agency because there was a ballot initiative last year where the Colorado residents, by a narrow margin, said that they wanted to introduce, reintroduce wolves into the Rocky Mountains, in that part of the Rocky Mountains. And the ballot initiative clearly had a designated line that those wolves would be reintroduced. Now, for those that may not know, they're talking about reintroducing 10 before the end of the year. That's like before the end of 2023. And then 50 over a total of the next total five years. That seems like no big deal, really. It's a huge deal. You see, when the, the pioneers of this country settled, particularly this part of the nation, we went to great peril to eliminate the, the very animals that don't improve our lives. And I, that may sound brash, but the truth of the matter is that a wolf does not improve the planet or the life of human beings in any way, shape, or form. Now, you can make the argument that the elk in the Rockies need a predator. No, absolutely. The elk need a predator. I'm no doubt about it. no arguing that. And you know where that predator comes from? Me, you. We have biologists that determine what the proper number of elk to be removed in a given region is on an annual basis. And then we go out there and, and have limits on what you can buy. Do you think that the Wolf Circle uh, Council gets together, smokes a peace pipe, and, and they said, okay, uh, Chief Wolf, how, how many elk can we get this year? No, they kill. They kill because that's what they do. And I'm not anti-wolf, believe it or not, but there is no reason to reintroduce a wolf into an area. I talked to, to cattlemen on up into what, central Wyoming uh, and up into Montana. In fact, Here's a good example. The folks in the eastern prairies of Montana are seeing more bear than normal. Why are bears coming out to the prairies of Montana away from their natural habitat being the Rocky Mountains? Hmm. Maybe it's because the wolf is putting pressure 
on the prey. Consequently, it's harder to find. Maybe the wolves are ganging up and chasing the bears out. The bear is just fine in the mountains. Let the bear be in the mountains. And the other issue, and all of those cattlemen, by the way, they tell me that their cows just act different. The, the cows are, are nervous and stressed all of the time. That, that's troubling to me because we have been coached, we've been conditioned, we've been threatened that if you don't implement the proper animal care, we're going to take you out. I mean, literally that way. Do you think there's proper animal care when a wolf kills? No, they kill to be killed. And then when their presence is known, the animals domesticated along this region are in a constant state of stress. So the very same people who vote in a ballot initiative to reintroduce wolves will be the same people that vote to get chickens out of cages because we fear that these chickens don't have room to exhibit their natural behaviors. You know what the natural behavior of a chicken is? Reproduction, food consumption. Protection of predators, protection from Mother Nature. Those are the only things that a chicken, those are the only things that any living species truly cares about other than man. But we don't understand that. So we try to enact all of these rules and regulations and ordinances to protect the chicken when, in fact, the people closest to the land should be making all of these projects. Because at the end of the day, what's happening? News today from Northwest Arkansas. If you've not been to Northwest Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas is a lot of feathers, speaking of chickens. And in most cases, we're not talking about chickens that lay eggs. This is what we call a broiler chicken. And there is a, an outfit that has just gone down and late November went out of business. Today, reports are that the chicken growers for these individual, this individual company is euthanizing thousands of birds, probably millions of birds, because the chicken company that was going to come get their chickens went out of business. At the same time, I have friends calling me talking about the euthanization of chickens because of high path avian influenza. There's a lot of things happening. And my friend Kim Munson on KLZ Crawford Radio in Denver this morning said, Trent, it appears as though we are decreasing the food infrastructure by a, a death by a thousand cuts. And I don't think anything could be more appropriate. That's exactly what we're doing. We very slowly, a death by a thousand cuts, eliminating the infrastructure of chickens in some cases. We're talking about improving the habitat for the salmon in the Columbia River and the Kalamath River in Northern California and Southern Oregon because we want the salmon to be able to spawn and swim upstream. So let's blow out these dams and get rid of our hydroelectric capabilities to protect the salmon. Here's the problem. These dams have been there for 100 years, irrigating crops to feed people, producing electricity to improve lives, and guess what is still there? Salmon. The salmon have not been impacted 
whatsoever in this process. I am going to give you a little bit of a th something to chew on. Who pushed that to happen? The tribes of that region of the country. Because the tribes are saying that the, the salmon are not there for their natural state. So the very same government that took tribes and placed them on reservations and removed them from their resources is now, what, 150 years later saying, you know what? We're, we're going to get rid of these dams so that we can give you back these salmon. Let's just stop and think about that for a moment. What's really going on? What's the bigger picture in the casino money that's coming through tribes? I'm not anti-tribe in any way, shape, or form. Some of my dearest friends are American Indians. And yet, I see, and I knew, I knew in 2021, when I'm traveling to 42 states, talking about the dangers of 30 by 30, that the whole concept here was white man's bad. White man took land from an Indian. We're going to come in the name of conservation. And we're going to give the tribes back their land. You know, if we live in the United States of America then we assimilate into the culture of the United States of America. We do not have government agencies, bureaucrats, and global elitists telling us how we need to move going forward. We get back to the basics of supply and demand. And everybody says, no, no, I'm saying, Stop giving out money for preferential treatment and social engineering what needs to happen going forward. That social engineering at every turn has resulted in death and genocide. Do I need to talk about Lenin, Stalin, Mussolini, Mousy Tongue? Hitler doesn't even rank in that list of those men who contributed to the death of 20,000, or excuse me, 20 million plus. We have social engineering taking place. Here's the question at the end of the day, because I am not going to be one of those people who continue to identify problem without generating a solution. What is the solution? We stop being complacent. We engage in the process and we protect our communities locally. I'm not paying attention to what's happening in D.C. in any way, shape, or form. Because my interest, my energy, and my full force influence needs to happen regionally and locally. And I consider my region to be the Great Plains of America. Help me in that endeavor. News Radio KOTA making it possible to bring you this broadcast. The cavalcade of information across the plains. I'm Trent Lewis. Back with more. Now I want to remind you about the National Western, January the 6th through January 21. Many activities are planned. I encourage you to come and join me on January the 6th. It is going to be a beef day. We're going to talk about the importance of the beef business. We're going to talk about the challenges in employment in the beef business. We're going to talk about the future of food production, period. That is going to be a theme throughout the entire National Western, along with the old camaraderie and culture and history. National Western 2024. See you in Denver.